0: Kirby Smart is, for sure, 100,000% not responding to tweets from Big Game Boomer.
1: <laughs> Correct. And Shane
0: Beamer is. Correct.
1: Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I preview Georgia's SEC opener against South Carolina. We talk through what we're looking for in the game, and we answer questions from you, our listeners. As always... Remember to check out the newly redesigned MyGottaPodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at MyGottaPodcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxia Time at Oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E dot Now, let's join the conversation in progress. John, do you have a, do you have a bourbon this evening?
0: I do. Um, I have... I think I mentioned it on the last podcast uh, that I needed to go and and pick up some of my daily drinkers. Mm. Um, went and picked up some early times bottled and Ah,
1: uh, Nice. Nice. It's becoming a my got a podcast staple. It's a good one. I always, I always think of that as my first recommendation I took from a bulldog bourbon social club. Uh, that's where I first heard of that one from, from John. So yeah, um, I went with a, a themed bourbon this evening i brought the same thing i had last last year when we played these guys chicken cock uh
2: oh (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) so bobby appreciates that
1: bobby appreciates that the funny thing is last year like i said something really dumb uh like i was like oh there's like uh honeycombs on it or something like it's it's chicken wire chicken wire duh
2: (laughs) duh Uh,
1: (laughs) yeah you know sometimes when you're editing the podcast and you're listening back uh you laugh at yourself (laughs) 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 that was that was one of those occasions oh man cheers buddy cheers cheers hey cheers uh cheers to the sec opener uh Mm -hmm. you know we've we've been talking about about this the way this uh, season started off, I think, a good thing for you know breaking in a new quarterback and everything. But uh, I know we've both been ready for an opponent like this,
2: yeah.
0: It, it's, time to, it's time to see what this team's made of with the SEC schedule,
1: yeah, for sure. What, um, what do you got going on this weekend?
0: Let's see, this weekend, uh, this weekend, I believe that we have a birthday party, surprise birthday party for a buddy of ours coming up. I hope he doesn't um, miss it. I don't think he does actually that no, I think about it we have um, a birthday party coming up for a friend um but anyway, that's uh that's what we have scheduled. nothing other no, nothing else substantial um I have been eyeing tickets checking to see like the prices and stuff, but uh the secondary market is not kind on this game
1: mm, mm. yeah, uh, I think we'll have to keep tracking right That was one of our questions uh preseason was like what's going to be the most expensive ticket i know uh i know you've been in kentucky as well so
0: we'll, we'll... I have yeah it doesn't look like that's getting any better yeah you can you
1: start losing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we'll we'll see where that one lands i guess against this one um yeah if you're selling let me know yeah yeah i um i'm not sure what all we i think i'm i'm going to the game or i'm i'm planning to go i think i'll be solo as far as like immediate family i think i'm just going to Head down to Athens either uh I'll probably head down, you know, Friday night, uh and be there. So heading over, heading over with family. Uh, but just me, coming from Charlotte. So uh looking forward to it. Should be a fun one. 330, right? 330, 330. Yeah. Not on yeah. CBS. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> In the the final season of the CBS contract. So mm. You know, actually, because this is isn't this the first CBS first SEC game on CBS this season? I guess so. Yeah, because last week they were still doing other they were doing uh, they did Big Ten last week. Um, yeah, because usually like CBS used to have the U.S. Open for tennis. And so mm-hmm. they wouldn't start um, SEC football until after the U.S. Open was over. But they don't have that anymore. Um Okay. So yeah, I think they 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 started filling that time with uh big Ten games in uh advance of next year. so uh um so yeah, so this is usually when SEC games start on CBS, but I guess for different reasoning now, so yeah,
0: okay, so we actually do get the CBS games because I saw the Ohio State game Ohio State Indiana game, and I was like, oh this is this is sad I I I, I, <laughs> did, I didn't realize that this was the actual last season.
1: Yeah. 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 That's this. Yep. Yeah. So we do have CBS. This this is the actual 330 CBS game. So some good. Some normalcy with that. Um, And then, I mean,
0: I guess, I guess we should cherish it because there's, you know, depending on how the rest of the season goes, we may not get another CBS game. So everyone could be. last (laughs) one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know uh, we did get um, this, this kickoff had been announced ahead of time, uh, but we did get, the kickoff time for next week's matchup against UAB announced. Um so you know, we go like forever with no night games. And now we have a home night game in two of the first four games <laughs> of the season. Uh so UAB is a seven thirty PM kickoff on ESPN two. So get get geared up for that. Uh another one right. under the lights get to light up Sanford and all that stuff again. So
0: love it. Love it. I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the night games. So even if they are a little later than they normally would be.
1: Yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes for a long day. I I enjoy the lights. I enjoy light up Sanford. Um, It's, it always makes for a good time. So yeah. I I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I much prefer like the uh, fall night game against Auburn, for example. Um, But I'm not going to complain. Right. Cool. All right. Well, I, I guess while we were hitting that, we can just go ahead and jump into the matchup. Um, So we already said for for this game, for South Carolina, uh, 3.30 kickoff, uh, Dooley Fields at Sanford Stadium on CBS, the CBS Game of the Week. Uh, Our records, Georgia coming in at 2-0, South Carolina coming in at 1-1. It is the SEC opener for both teams. Uh, Both teams are 0-0 in the SEC. Uh, The Dogs still number one in all the polls, and the Gamecocks are not ranked. the official hashtag that we will forget to use on Twitter is hashtag SC versus UGA. Um, and then all time this series, uh, Georgia leads the series 54, 19, and 2. Um, the last time we met, the dogs won last year 48 to 7 in Columbia. Uh, and the weather, I don't know, we'll see. With it being 3-30, I'm assuming it's gonna be hot. Uh, like it was for UT Martin, but a low of 57 for the day and a high of 84. I imagine it's going to be more around that 84 at kickoff. Um, but you know, cooler temperatures will take over when the sun goes down.
0: Yes, I mean it's been it's been pretty decent when the sun's not <laughs> ruining things that in the afternoons. Gotcha, gotcha. I went outside. I went outside this afternoon about 3:30, and it was brutal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm looking forward to the. I don't know. I feel like we keep having like the false fall moments, you know, when you're like, Oh, it's starting to feel good. And then, uh, uh yeah, no, <laughs> you wake up and it's like, Oh yeah, it feels so great outside. And you're like, Oh, right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. So with the, uh, you know, talking about these, these early opponents, we, um, SEC opener, right. And the all time series, uh, we've played many games against these guys, unlike our first two opponents. Um, So I wanted to call back to something we talked about last week, because we actually got an answer to something. We, uh, a question we posed. So when we were previewing uh, ball state, we were commenting about the fact that how crazy was it that, you know, the first two games of the season were against opponents that Georgia had never played before in UT Martin Mm -hmm. and ball state. And we said, I don't know, maybe Jason hasty could find out the last time something like that had happened. And he did, so I think it was on Friday. We got an email from Jason. Uh, thanks, Jason, for reaching out to us. Uh, it was pretty cool. He was, and he said that as far as he could tell, uh, the last time that happened was actually 1910. Um, and those two opponents that we were playing for the first time ever were Locust Grove Institute in the opener, who Georgia went on to beat 101 to nothing, uh, followed by Gordon College. Who Georgia beat 79 to nothing. Uh so little little fun fact for you, not to steal the fun facts, uh, but a little fun fact for right there.
0: Which Gordon College is still around because that's the school that was uh, down by if you're if you're from like Noonan, Beastry City, Griffin area, um that's where a lot of kids go to school down there to, you know, kind of gear up for for college or to transfer to a bigger school kind of thing. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: I actually was unaware of that. I mean, I'm aware of it now because you said that in your email. <laughs> we <were laughs> like, I did not know that until you said that. Um, Matter of
0: fact, there was a, that was actually one of those schools that, you know, kids did dual enrollment. Like that was Gordon. Gordon was one of the ones that some of the kids in high school went to. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Um, I guess a, a couple other things just on Georgia. So Georgia is on a 19 game winning streak now. Um, and Georgia is on a 20 game winning streak at home uh that is the longest home winning streak in the country uh bama had it they lost to texas so now georgia has the longest home winning streak uh in the country john do you know who the last team was to beat georgia at home
0: we have uh who the last team was to beat georgia at home
1: mm-hmm.
0: in was Athens. It south carolina <laughs> it was ding 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 you win a prize <laughs> I thought that there was another school that had a, an, a bigger active winning streak. Because I feel like I, I saw that in the notes. I, I don't have them up currently. Active you know, winning streak, but...
1: yes. But I don't think home winning streak. At least not in FBS. Oh, I... it
0: wasn't home. It was regular season winning streak. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's like a Division three school or something that has yeah, that.
0: Yeah. I was like, what is this? I don't,
1: I've never heard of this school before. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even remember who it was. I saw that. I, I, I didn't mention it because... I didn't know who this school was. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know, but that's like all the reason, right? Like, okay, I found it. Okay. The NCAA's longest active reg. Oh, this is regular season games. So that, I guess that's the other thing is we've won 29 consecutive regular season games. Um, so, uh, actually, do you know who the last regular season loss for Georgia was? We can go with that. Uh, was it, was it Ole Miss? Mm -mm. No, more recent. More recent. Uh, I'll, I'll say. I'll say this: it's a game that we reviewed on this podcast. <laughs> I don't remember Florida the 2020 cocktail Ooh. party. That's the last regular season loss for Georgia. So, yeah, brutal. Um, but so the NCAA's longest active regular regular season win streak belongs to Mount Union. Uh, Mount Union That's is in Division three, and they have won 55 regular season games in a row. Nice. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've taken up. Too much time of the fun facts john sorry <laughs> way too much time with <laughs> uh, it's fine it's our podcast we can do That's <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, i don't know do you have gamecock fun facts I mean, we play them all the time so if you don't it's all good we do we do play them um
0: so fun facts let's see they're they're originally known as south carolina college okay um so we're, we're playing south carolina college this week uh dear listener Originally chartered in 1801, um, they've been around for quite some time. Who um, do you know? I mean, I guess this is debatable on who you think the most famous alumni is for from um, from South Carolina. But do do you have any? Do you, do you know any famous people that are from South Carolina?
1: I mean, I always go with Darius Rucker,
0: but Darius Rucker. Uh, I'll go. I'll give you one better. All four. Of Hootie and the Bluefish. All of Hootie and
1: Bluefish. Yes, fair. Yes, they are uh, a South so... Carolina man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, the drummer actually pay, played for the soccer team, which is also kind of like a little bit, little interesting fun fact. Um, the SEC does not support men's soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina has a men's soccer team, of which there are multiple Georgia players, which is, uh, again, mm-hmm. like, it just goes back to my. I can't believe that the state of Georgia doesn't have a men's soccer team, but I digress. Right. Um, but uh, their drummer played for the the soccer team there, and they play soccer out of conference USA.
1: Okay. Oh, interesting. I Wait, that I did not realize. I yes. know uh, one of the guys that founded Creature Comforts uh, played soccer at South Carolina. I forget which guy, but one of them did. Interesting.
0: Um, the only other noted uh, person that I wanted to kind of call out here as a famous alumnus, is um, a shout out to my wife. Uh, one of her favorite artists, Amos Lee, mm. is a graduate of South Carolina, which I did not know, which makes me like his music a little bit less. Okay, um, okay. I think that's I actually, fair. I actually did get to see him live at the at Symphony Hall, which was pretty amazing. Uh, nice. Let's see. Uh, where do I want to go with this? Uh, let's okay. Mascot. We talked about mascots last week. Obviously, this is another chicken. Um, uh, it technically is a rooster. Um, Gamecock is a fighting rooster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like, kind of like Ball State. Like uh, they had really like this this no man's land of, you know, mascottery. <laughs>
2: there
0: was okay. no there was no official mascot for the University of South Carolina until 1971. Um I guess the the Gamecock has always been like a symbol of the University of South Carolina since like 1902, but um yeah, he wasn't really like a thing until 1971. Interesting. Uh, much like last week's Ball State, we do have some, you know, kind of crazy like old school you know, 1960s um, mascots and stuff, which they have kind of a, for the basketball games, they have a guy they, it's like the Big Spur, um, mm. I guess as well. I'll send you some pictures of this. Um, you can kind of take a look at it while we're talking. Um, I'll text you here. Um, let's see here.
1: Um, I mean, wasn't not- wasn't Sir Bigs? I think, wasn't Sir Big Spur the name of the actual, uh, that was the whole controversy last year. Or maybe it was two years ago. I can't remember. But the live mascot, there was a whole controversy with the changing of the name and all that stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. There's. uh, I I think that that is his name. The actual. The actual um, rooster. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. That's that's what I've got. Um. As far as like the fun facts. Um. The. The other thing that I'll point out, um, and this is kind of like, I was like, where you know, I listened to some of the other podcasts, right? So like, I feel like everybody's kind of picked up on the know your foe kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. what can we do different here at My Goda Podcast, Jim? Um, I decided that I would go, I was going to go and take a look. you know how, like, whenever we're talking about South Carolina, we always have like that that Palmetto logo. Have mm-hmm. you ever wondered like why the Palmetto logo was like such a big prominence? I mean, so, you you guys, frequent Frimp Island. Maybe you have a little bit more of an insider.
1: I was I was gonna say I should know the answer to this, but I don't. Uh, other than like it's the like the state tree or whatever.
0: Yeah, so it's been the state seal since the Revolutionary War period. Um, there is some history there. Um, the, the let's see, what was it? It was basically I had it up, but now it's taken forever. Um, I believe that it was it was there because of like um a war that that took place um when they were defending from when they were defending from the British um believe it was Sullivan's Island um there was you know it was it's just like one of those things from, from the last stand of Sullivan's Island Okay um as far as like the palmetto itself um it's it's kind of interesting like the palmetto is a it's a branchless palm with the long fan-like evergreen leaves, but it's not really a tree. Mm. Did you did you know that?
1: I did not know that. No. <laughs>
0: it's not it's not considered a true tree because the the trunk is not solid wood. It's actually a very soft, like it's designed to, you know, bend and flow with the winds, right? Um, but yeah, it's uh it's not really a tree. So Interesting. Yeah.
1: I feel like my dad's gonna say he disagrees because he has to clean up with all the stuff that they. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, they don't uh, leave, yeah. I guess, but those those fronds do uh, end up all over the driveway. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the the palmetto logs they were used. They were actually used for the fort at Sullivan's Island, um, which Got I it. guess is now called Fort Moultrie. That um, absorbed like cannonballs without shattering. So that's kind of like the palmetto thing. So, it's a good thing that they were soft because otherwise they would have been shattered by the the British cannonballs. Mm. Um so that was in the the battle of June 28, 1776, um which basically gave South Carolina uh, a win. Um it's commemorated on the state state seal and flag. Um the palmetto that's on, that we're talking about is is known as the Sabal palmetto.
1: Nice. Yeah. Having having me actually learn things is
0: it's actually it's, it's actually also the state tree of of the state of Florida and is also on Florida state flag, which just gives us another reason to hate Florida.
1: I like how you worked that in. <laughs> uh, awesome. That's all awesome. I got. That's good. That's good. I appreciate those. Those were good ones. Those were good ones. Um, all right. We can I got a couple of news and notes. Uh Two things on the injury front from Kirby's Kirby's press conference. Uh, So with Javon Bullard, we talked about in the review that he was in a walking boot. Um, He got asked about his status. Kirby said, we won't know until Wednesday. Uh, I will say he did not give the hopeful kiss of death for Javon. Mm. So that's good. Um, and then for I mean, Dejan, Kirby, Kirby
0: knows, Kirby, Kirby knows that, right? Like, it's like a thing now. Like it's, he, it's, an, he's it's, got it, to it's know. something that he knows. Yes. Yeah. I know.
1: I mean, but he gave one last week, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess he's just doing it on purpose. I mean, he's messing. Me. We've talked about how he talks to, how he talks through the media. <laughs> That's one of his things. it's <laughs> one of his things. Yeah. Um, he did say for Dejan Edwards, he expects, he said, we expect Dejan to go. Um, so expect him to go. I didn't jot this down but I know he talked about Lad, you know, he 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 didn't give Lad the hopeful kiss of death either, but just said he doesn't know, like he's day to day basically. I think that's what he said. I feel like he's
0: given up on it
1: on that situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh the other thing that I I uh, okay, so I had seen a tweet from Logan Booker about um like the last time someone questioned Georgia's home fan and crowd environment that it didn't go well. Mm. And Mm -hmm. so I wasn't even really sure what he's talking about. But then as I was reading through Kirby's press conference notes, he mentioned this about, so Tonka Hemingway uh, was one of South Carolina's representatives at SEC Media Days. His name is Tonka Hemingway. Never heard of her. (laughs) So I guess at SEC Media Days, he said something to the effect that, uh, or he was asked about like the, you know, the craziest environments he's played in loudest stadiums he's played in. And he did not mention Georgia. So he only mentioned Texas A&M and uh, Tennessee. So I guess that is being used as motivation. And it even came up in Kirby's press conference today, which I found interesting that it was something from uh yeah. SEC media days coming back I thought that was a little weird, but
0: I mean, Hey, whatever we, we need... know anything about, if we know anything about Kirby smart, he's definitely going to take anything that other teams, players are talking about our atmosphere as yep. <laughs> Rage fuel.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that was it. That's all I had from the press conference. Um, so I guess for, for the game, John, um, we can start off where we usually do, what we're looking for when Georgia has the ball on offense. Um, just a couple of uh South Carolina defensive players of note to call out. Um, some of these also, I'm not gonna lie. Including them because I like their names. Uh, they're fun names to say. All name team kind things. They've got a Debo, uh, so Debo linebacker Debo Williams. Uh, he leads the team with twelve solo tackles. Um, the total tackle leader is a defensive back, Jalen Kilgore. Um, and then one of their defensive backs who has a tie uh, for the team lead in interceptions uh, is O'Donnell Fortune. So just a few guys to watch out for. Um, on their defense. Mm. But so as we progress, how did it, their
0: defense play against North Carolina?
1: Not very good. Not very good. Um, They did not look good in uh, many facets of that game. Um, They had a, it, it's weird. They had a, they were up what they were up 14 to 10 with five minutes to go in the first half. So in the second quarter, five minutes left there up 14, 10 and then uh, everything fell apart. So, mm. um,
0: and then and then their coach got choke slammed
1: <laughs> okay which we did go back and look at that right i, I can neither it,
0: confirm nor do i that we looked at that
1: were we recording still? too long were we recording or were we had we hit stop at that point
0: <laughs> We probably had hit stop i would think at that point we would hit stop <laughs> hopefully we did
1: but in general
0: like, it was, it, 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 to paint a picture for the listener we' <laughs> We're after ever recording the first was the first it was the first episode right yeah it, it was the, the first,
1: first re it was the week one review review yeah yeah
0: we we were analyzing these pictures that we were reading. I was like did did Shane Beamer get choked. At, at at midfield, and yeah, you're looking yeah. at the pictures, and that they they were not very kind to that situation, yeah. and it was like we were we were analyzing like a JFK like assassination, up and to the left, <laughs> up and to the left,
1: <laughs> we we're like slow motion.
0: <laughs> oh my okay, gosh.
1: That. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently uh, it wasn't exactly a chokehold, but it was like, a kind of like, Hey, come back. i wanted to talk to you more or something like awkward. Grab your neck. Yeah. It um, was
0: total. It was total grandfather, like situation. Like it, it was definitely like grandfather trying to get your attention, little boy. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I don't know. I guess that's what happens with, with Mac Brown. Um. Okay. But so, okay. So dogs have the ball on offense, you know, I mean, I think one of my big questions is, do we actually see Dejan? Um, So do we see Dejan, Um, And what does that mean for this offense? Um, you know, I, I feel like the, the run blocking was better in this last game than in week one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so I don't know. I'm still wondering if that's more like, I think it's probably a combination of things, motivation, obviously learning from mistakes, um, but then also like probably scheme getting more intricate as level of competition goes up. So does it go up more here? Like what, you know, what are the dogs trying to do on offense? Um, and then I'm going to be watching for Brock Bowers. Like Brock Bowers had a huge game against them last year. Um, you know, only one catch last week. Do we get a heavy dose of Brock this week?
0: Yeah. I mean, I told you he's going to have to start putting up stats in order to, you know, stay on those, on those bo- awards boards. Um, yeah, you, you have to figure it. He's, They've got to work him in, you know. Like I imagine that Kirby Smart's looking at that stat line from his best offensive weapon, and is probably shaking his head a little bit. Yeah. um At the same time, I also don't know that he really cares. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if, if we're putting up, I, you and I were talking about this before the before we started recording. Like, if I were to tell you that in twenty twenty two we were averaging what forty one points per game, and mm-hmm. so far in twenty twenty three we're averaging almost forty seven points a game. Yeah. Would that surprise anybody? And I mean, based on yeah. the reactions that everybody, based on the reactions that everybody's talking about, I imagine that that probably would surprise people. Right. We're about to get into the meat of the schedule here. That's one of the things that Bobo, we, we you and I have defended Bobo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I definitely it was a long time ago. I was in that vein uh, of mm-hmm. I has a crayon. Um, you know, that's what he was known for back then. But he also didn't have the arsenal that he has today. And you, we talked about that, like, Hey, like on paper, like this guy has been one of the most prolific scorers in, in UGA history. And yeah. Now he's actually got an offensive line. Oh, and by the way, he also has like one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah. Um, we have an NFL factory on, on the defense. So like the fact that we're, we're churning out points at a higher clip so far, you know, I would say if that trend continues upward, I don't know that that's going to satisfy anybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess, uh, you know, will we see if Dejon plays, what does that mean with Dylan Bell? Does he go back to, you know, primarily playing receiver Kirby did mention that a little bit in the press conference. He just said that like at this point, like it's part of the package and he can go back and forth, um, and did talk about his, his speed and how explosive he is. Um, so there's that to watch for. And then obviously, you know, Obviously we got to watch out for the unofficial official wide receiver of my my God a podcast in Makai news uh yes. you know he he's been Beck has been looking his way quite a lot, and I don't see where that would start where that would stop here
0: yeah um I'm not really sure I, I don't know i I, I personally like we're talking about like the the running game like i I hope that Dejan Edwards I I hope that they are they go easy with that because I would rather if he's been that banged up to miss the games thus far like if we don't need him like I'd say let's let him rest another week and then rather than saying that he's a go just not even include him on any any sort of injury notes
1: (laughs) right right We'll 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 see I I I think uh what did you say you'll believe it when when you see it with Dejan
0: (laughs) yeah I, I color color me a little skeptical on this one um but that said, like you know, you got Kendall Milton banged up. I don't know. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of like let the let the chips fall with the running game, yeah, for for right now because Kendall Milton's been hurt. Um, you know, it seems like we can't buy we can't buy any yak. Um, so like, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that um, the, the, the the running game woes, if you will, um, are just chalked up to guys just are banged up, and you know. I would imagine if they're if I'm Kirby Smart and I'm looking at the film and I'm seeing Dylan Bell making the moves that he was making out in out in space, like good gosh, like give the kid the ball, like yeah, give him give him a shot. I yeah. mean, the other thing that I found I found strange, and I didn't mention this on the recap last episode, but like I did see Aaron, Andrew Paul, um, he mm-hmm. had some returns, but uh, I haven't seen him feature very much at the run in the running game. Like what? WTF? Like why?
1: I mean i think it's again just working back from injury right i mean he tore right. his acl fall camp last year
0: so but but if you're if you're working it, it, i don't know i guess i guess is the return is it is it safer to return put him in, in return
1: yeah i mean he's you know he's gotten out there but yeah he didn't get i think he I mean he got more carries in the first game than last week right from what i remember he didn't get much although his kickoff return wasn't it like they hit they kicked a short one or something he was like the up guy and caught it or something funky happened. But okay. I know they but he he has been mentioned with kickoff return anyways. So right but yeah, no. I don't know, man. I, I want to see let's see the offensive line progress and see if we can see if we can run the ball. Um we got to give these guys some lanes. I will say on the on the yards after contact though, uh Roderick Robinson actually is averaging I want to say it's like four yards after contact or something like that. So he's yeah, actually yeah. doing pretty well there, at least. Yeah,
0: Roderick Robinson has been great, but he hasn't had like he didn't get the lion's share of the carries in the yeah. first game. Yeah, um, you know I, maybe maybe he's working his way up to to running back one at this point, but um, on the whole, um, we've been a little underwhelmed with the running back situation.
1: Yeah, yep. Yep. I guess the other thing I'll be watching for is a uh, better receiver blocking on the perimeter for that lateral stuff. We we struggled with that a little bit early in the game last week. Hopefully, uh, we can see that through through this week. Yeah. Okay. Did you have anything else in the offense? Um. I mean, uh, some continued continued
0: um steadiness of Karshawn Beck. Um. You know, he he's looked pretty good, man. I mean, yeah. He, he, oh, he has. He aired out his longest. He aired out his longest pass. Um. Of his career um in the last game. Yeah. He had a 54-yard touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. Um I mean, he's completing over 70% of his passes. Um he's got one interception, which I think we can kind of chalk that up to situational um I don't know, situational miscalculation, but yeah. Um it wasn't indicative of of any decision making problems that I feel like he has like kind of like yeah. what you saw with Alabama's quarterback for example. <laughs> Um, but I would love to see the, I would love to see him kind of continue. Like, I, I I think I joked with you guys about this, but like, had Carson played like the entirety of the last couple of games, like he could, he could have potentially put up some of these numbers that would have get, get, gotten him on sports center and taken right. away some of the airtime of some, some of these other guys. Um, yeah. I mean, do I think he could have gotten 500 yards, maybe not like Shadur Sanders, mm-hmm. but like. I mean, I think that he easily could have put up 400 yards if, if we had kept him in the entire game, the last two games.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, that's just not, it's not it's, Kirby is not going to do that. And we've, we've seen that in the past, but totally agree. Totally agree. It's, it's on the table there. Unless, you
0: unless you're a wide receiver, a tight end, or, you know, like a running back type person. You're probably not going to get the opportunity to win the Heisman at the quarterback position at the University of Georgia, putting up numbers that would be required to win such an award. Unless Kirby just decided one year that we're going to do it.
1: Right. Right. Which could happen. Which, Which could, could happen. happen. Yeah. yeah, kind of like
0: the black jerseys. It could
1: happen. <laughs> uh I don't think so. But yes, maybe. You're telling me there's a chance.
0: Uh, there's a chance.
1: All right, well, why don't we uh take a brief moment to pause uh to remind everyone that season four of my got a podcast is presented by OxiaTime. So OxiaTime is a custom watch company. Uh they make Swiss watches automatic, they are automatic watches. Uh, you've got to go check out their 2021 and 2022 Georgia National Championship Watch Collection. And I know John, we've we've worn them around town, around the tailgates uh and they're always a big uh talking point when we're round about with them
0: yeah i, I was actually at the the harrison high school game uh homecoming game because it was homecoming this past weekend um i actually took in the game um and was sat with an, a buddy of mine who's also a georgia fan he was decked out in his georgia gear and you know he saw me check in the time and um you know he's he kind of remarks, remarked like, oh that's a nice watch like, yeah <laughs> it's the national championship watch he goes Where'd you get it? I want to get one.
2: So I, uh,
0: I had a chance to, to talk to my buddy about Oxia Time. Um, yeah. yeah, he was he was very he was very complimentary of it. Um, it's a great watch. It's definitely um, it's definitely a crowd pleaser, um, particularly amongst the, the the brethren,
1: if you will. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I imagine John, when he asked you that, you said, "Hey, you can head over to OxiaTime.com." <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> so, if you want to go over there, check them out. That's axia time dot com, uh, and you can use the code MyGottaPodcast to get a custom display box for your timepiece as well.
0: Yes, and you also with the the timepiece, you also get the uh, what, what was the strap called? What was the formal name for it? Ah, uh, yes, I'm, the NATO. I'm actually the, the NATO, NATO strap. strap. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so yeah you will get uh, multiple multiple uh, watch bands. Uh, Get a NATO strap uh, and you can get them engraved on the back. So that's included. That's included in the price. You can put a personal message in the back. So it's a great, uh, great, great thing to have. Uh, I know John and I both have really enjoyed having ours. All right. Let's, let's see, John. Uh, Let's talk about uh, what to look for when South Carolina has the ball. Uh, So for the Georgia defense. So obviously the big talking point for these guys is Spencer Rattler, the former Heisman candidate at Oklahoma, we thought um, uh, transferred to South Carolina. So on the season through two games, he is 55 of 66. So he's got an 83% uh, completion percentage uh, for 698 yards, uh, three touchdowns and no interceptions. Uh, But something that jumped out to me, especially after the conversation we had, in the ball state review john is that he's spencer rattler has been sacked nine times uh thus far through two games uh so definitely something to watch for um their leading receiver is xavier Le- leggett i think it's leggett that's what the announcers seem to be saying uh 15 catches 296 yards and a touchdown uh, and then the carry joiner is their leading rusher 23 carries 65 yards uh two touchdowns uh but he also does catch some passes out of the backfield he's got nine receptions for 66 yards hmm. so
0: I don't it, know I, I I think that uh the big the big thing there was the sack numbers right yeah
1: yeah yeah that that really jumped out at me and I did not watch that he was sacked
0: not all, all nine of those sacks actually came in the North Carolina game.
1: I mean, they, they pretty much manhandled them. I mean, if you go watch just the highlight package of that game, uh, I mean, he is constantly under duress. Um, it was pretty crazy to watch. And, you know, like I was saying, I mean, they were up, they were up in that game, 14 to 10, uh, you know, late in the second quarter ended up losing to North Carolina, 31 to 17. So, you know, only, you only got a field goal. After that point, and it and it really was was that just from the the harassment of Spencer Rattler really, um, throughout that game. Uh, so I I know we've been waiting for the sacks to start coming. Um, maybe we see them come here, uh, in this game. But you know, when we've you we know, we've seen him before. I mean, he is um he is talented. I mean, he's got major arm talent. I remember like the first drive last year. You, there was a pass through that it kind of jumps off the screen. You're like, Whoa, you know, it's impressive. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm expecting like, don't be shocked if he gets some yards. Uh, but this is one of those games where I feel like we're going to have the right plan and we're going to see what, like, what exactly the plan is. Sometimes we're willing to give up those empty yards and just not give up the points.
0: So, so I, uh, something, you know, we're talking about trying to go tangential with um, some of the stats here. So North Carolina currently in 2023 uh, granted we were two games in uh, one of those games was against South Carolina. Uh, he does have some pretty eye popping completion numbers. I mean, he's, in, he's completing uh, a significant amount of his passes almost 80% in both of the games that he's played uh, yeah. thus far um, he played against Furman. In the in the last game, right? Yeah. But you look at the that the the black eye, which is North Carolina, and you look at okay, well, so North Carolina had eight had nine sacks, right? Um, they beat up a a quarterback that was kind of a Heisman contender level. Um, okay, so they they must have a really good defense, right? Like in your head, that's probably what you're thinking. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Well, North Carolina's defense is currently ranked 109th in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, Total defense. Total defense. That's just like kind of an indicator as to like, you know, it's it's kind of like a power raking in my, in my head. Like how many yards are you, are you holding people to yards per game?
2: Okay.
0: Um, Georgia is currently ranked 17th. (laughs) I'd like to think that we can perform a little bit better than North Carolina in this game. Um, Yeah. I also think that there's the element of. Uh, we'll we'll get to this we'll get to the listener questions on that one I'll save that one for later but I, I like to think that we're motivated to win big in this <laughs> game yeah
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a nice teaser there John um yeah yeah no we'll get there guys <laughs> I, no I agree I agree um I don't know I, I guess if you think about when you've got a guy, who's as talented and has the arm talent as Rattler, you know, what, what makes them off their game and his pressure. Right. So can we get that pressure? And then we talked about Malachi Starks being the eraser. Um, I just have so much uh, confidence in our, in our secondary, you know, to be able to cover. Um, so I don't know. I like, uh, I, in Kirby we trust and in, in defense we trust. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to see them get to get after an SEC offense and get after, you know, a quarterback of Rattler's caliber. So,
0: Exactly. And, and you know, from a from a Georgia secondary, you know, we've talked about that. Like, I have had zero worries about the secondary. I mean, so if you figure that maybe defensive coordinators will start picking up the hint that they should not throw to Malachi, anywhere near Malachi Starks, yeah, um, that shuts off an entire segment of the field. Uh, Where do you go with the ball? Um, I would watch for them to be attacking us over the middle. That's definitely something that I feel like that we at the Dog Central and the Dog Central team have kind of noticed Mm -hmm. um, that we are susceptible over the middle. And I assure you that Kirby Smart and Co. are are definitely going to be watching out for that. But it'll take time to fix completely. Do I think that they can fix it within one week? Probably not. We're still rotating guys out. We're still trying to figure out who the starters are, who's going to be the team leaders, th- those kinds of things. Guys have been hit- have been injured, so I don't expect that to be an answer right now. Do I think it'll be an answer by the SCC championship? Yes. Got it.
1: Got it. Fair enough. Um, I don't know anything else on uh, their offense or
0: defense. Mm, not not much. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll we're probably all going to get frustrated by them. You know, feasting over the middle, but I, I still think that we're going to overwhelm them.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see. Special teams notes. Um, looking at their.
0: Do they, they have a South a South
1: African punter that can kick it a hundred yards? So, yeah, I mean, the where is that where the Ball State punter? Because the the Ball State punter no, was also was the first, first no, one, but first the Ball guy. Ball I think the Ball State guy was uh, Australian though. Um yeah so yeah yeah um no so the uh South Carolina punter is Kai Kroger uh so he's from he's from Illinois so uh kind mm. of boring compared to the last two guys um boring yeah but he is and he's averaging i think it's like 42 yards a punt something like that so so nothing okay. too crazy um and then place kicker uh Mitch Jeter is their place kicker uh he's perfect on extra points but one of two on on field goals. So those are the things I noted from their special teams. Obviously we'll be watching for our. I was
0: just about to say, do you think they're going to kick it to him? Or are they going to start? Is, is Makai going to start getting
1: uh
0: mm. Ronald, Ronald Acuna? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, not a bad idea. I mean, the guy is electric when he gets the ball in his hands on kick returns. Um, it's fun to have a guy that dangerous, uh, you know, I don't know. I, and I, I love the way he goes about it. Right. I mean, we did. Oh, we didn't even talk about like you know Isaiah McKenzie was tweeting about him, uh, after the game yeah. was like, is this guy coming for my re- my record? So the joystick approves. So
0: I I hope that he does. Um, yeah, I hope he does come for my record. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I love everything about this kid. Um, he's got the locker room and that's been pretty evident. Um, yeah, for all sure. throughout. you, you watch you watch what happens on the sidelines. This, this team just has a good vibe, man. I, I don't know. Like yeah. they, they have a really good, a really good vibe coming into the season from, you know, such tragedy. Um, yeah. you know, after that, after the national championship. So, um, Kirby's done a really good job at rebuilding that team camaraderie and that team culture. Um, And I also think that there's a certain amount of pride that this team takes when they have one of their own rise to the occasion and do exactly what Kirby and them and talk about, which is, Hey, you can come in here and compete and, and win a job. And it doesn't matter if you're a five-star recruit, we're going to put who plays the best out here. And we're literally seeing that in, in live and in color.
1: Yep. Yep. No, totally agree. And I think it continues to speak to, uh, not only player development, but also player evaluation that this staff does. You look at guys like McKay Muse, you look at Lab McConkey, just to name a couple. Um, I mean, even like Javon Bullard wasn't like a super highly, you know, crazy number of star recruit. Um, mm-hmm. So it continues to be impressive there as well. Yep. All right. Uh, well, let's hit the listener questions, John. Um, so again, reminder, uh, this season, our listener questions are brought to you by our Working Web Media. Uh so we have a newly redesigned website uh, over at mygotapodcast.com. Uh the folks over at Working Web Media help us put that together. Um, much better look and feel than our old site. Um, and also now a new and improved My got Podcast store. Uh so if you're watching this on YouTube, uh the hat that John is wearing uh is available in our store now. Uh we've got all your favorites. We got the, the trucker hat uh that we've always had. I don't know. Do we need to put the hat that I have on? I, I've got on a prototype right now. This uh, better never rest hat. Uh, I don't know. I that that might that might be out there soon as well. Uh, so be be sure to go check that out at mygotapodcast.com. Uh, and if you need help with your online presence, be sure to re- reach out to Working Web Media. Uh, you can head over to com slash dogs. That's D-A-W-G-S. And they will know that we sent you their way. All right. Let's kick off the listener questions uh, with our buddy, Chris, British Bulldog. Which dog would you most like to go for a pint with, John?
0: Are we talking about players? I couldn't. Uh, I was going to ask for a clarifying statement.
1: Oh, I assumed.
0: Yes. The replies uh, went uh, off
1: the rails a little bit here, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I need British Bulldog to explain a little bit. Just <laughs> just up on our WhatsApp? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it was like some
1: Simon I, Pegg movie references.
0: But it was definitely Simon Pegg movie references. I feel like these were British, these really British uh establishments that were being mentioned to go to, which I'm like super FOMO and like because uh, right. you know that's like my one that's like a bucket list item is to head over to the you know to the UK and travel around just and just enjoy beers at random at random at random um you know watering holes, pubs. Yeah, yeah. Um all right, so which dog would you most like to go for a pine? Oh you go first.
1: Well, I mean, like, is it cheating to say Makai Muse? Because obviously we want to have a pint with <laughs> the unofficial official receiver. Um I mean, you know, I would
0: say based on the interviews that he's been given, like that that's that's a solid answer. A I solid think it answer. is. I, really, I
1: think it's a really cool I mean the guy's nickname is Waffle House John. Come on. <laughs> like, you know. Uh so I don't know. I guess maybe that's my vote. Um you goes go Kirby Smart make-
0: does Kirby Smart count?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we know how that went for me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I had my chance. Sorry, I
0: would, I would love, I would love to sit down with Kirby Smart. Um, yeah, no, I, I would say Muse is, has got to be up there for sure. Um, N- Nazir Stackhouse is definitely someone that i've <laughs> I've always just kind of like enjoyed listening to his videos because I, I really yeah. appreciate the inside the insider take on on what it's like to be a student athlete that he posts on TikTok. Yeah. Um
1: I didn't say him because I, I had a feeling you were going to say him.
0: I wanted to leave that for you. <laughs> I would say Thorson
1: seems like a, a
2: oh. pretty cool,
0: a pretty cool dude too.
1: Yes, yes, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Thorson Thorson has a really good sense of humor. It seems like um, just based on his self deprecating tweets uh, when Stetson was around. Yeah. Um, yes. He also has a unique story too that I would just love to like to sit down and listen. Plus, I like the Australian accent.
1: And he's like old too. Like he's like he's like almost Edson's age.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why we're so good. We have all these thirty-five-year-olds running around. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to go to the uh, to the text thread to to get the story on all the on the the banter within the replies. Yes.
0: Yes. Agreed.
1: All right. Uh, let's see. Bobby Wilson uh, would like to hear you two break down the offensive line strengths, current weaknesses. Will they be a key in our season's success or prevent our three goal? Thanks, guys. I, li- I like how Bobby like fancies us as like analysts <laughs> sometimes. Um, I was will...
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate it. But I uh, do. Too. I do too. I'm going to have to default to big George on the offensive line breakdowns (laughs) right? and and, and Graham head over to 100 Sanford for (laughs) the offensive line breakdowns. We'll give them a heads up that you're coming.
1: (laughs) My, uh, my novice answer that I'm going to, that I'm kind of stealing from those guys is, you know, also just from watching, I mean, pass blocking really good, right? I mean, Carson Mm -hmm. Beck is staying clean, not a lot of pressure, so don't have any concerns there. I think on the run blocking again, would defer to those guys. I know like last year, Graham and they talked with George about this around like zone scheme versus gap scheme, being more successful in gap scheme versus zone. Um, You know, uh, and I, I know like from Graham's 12th takeaways, I think he was saying that they're actually being, they're actually doing pretty well in, in zone this year. Um, But especially in the first game, like something seemed off, there was no running room against a much lesser opponent. I don't know. Some of that I do still kind of chalk up to, to motivation so i think there is strength i think we need to see them fully gel um and to see them come into their own like are we playing the right five guys are the five guys that we're playing in the right position could we swap guys around a little bit um you know i mean we've got some uh like all-star stalwarts that have been there for years and we're mixing in some new guys so i don't know that's that's my novice uh response to that
0: What I'm going to say is going to do zero to assage the the Mike Bobo um, plan um, that I'll call. Um, I feel like that our runs up the gut, up the middle. um, I don't know what what gaps those are. I'm not that that savvy on it, but you know when we're running it up the middle, I feel like is when we're weakest. When we attack the edge, is where we excel. Mm -hmm. You saw that a lot last year with. You know, we've talked on this podcast about how to replace Kenny McIntosh Mm -hmm. um, because Kenny McIntosh just brutalized the edge. Right. Yeah. Um, And I feel like that we've done a much better job running the ball outside the tackles than we have inside the tackles. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so how do you how do you maximize the offensive line play to do just that well number one stop calling runs up the gut on second and third and long um that's definitely part of what why people are frustrated with the offense i feel like Mm -hmm. um the other thing that you could do is start moving the line um you start pulling the guard you start moving the line down you know you, you start moving the line left and right laterally right and allow the play to develop, and allow the running backs to find the lanes that way. Um, I haven't really seen too much of that that side of things. Um, but like I said, you know, it seems like when we are stationary, trying to go north and south, um, hell or high water kind of situation. Particularly when you know, like we talked about last week, uh, when we get down inside the red zone and on the goal line, like, yeah. start moving, move the line around. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's the, that's the kind of stuff that I feel like that. If we are doing better at attacking the edges, let's start playing more of those play calls. And also let's start trying to move to those spots, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that we just talked through, uh, this is a lot like a growth moment where we answered <laughs> an offensive line question and you did mention Stacy Searles.
0: <laughs> I didn't mention Stacy Searles. I actually don't know that Stacey Searles is the problem to this point because i've seen i've seen positive momentum so yeah. that's kind of what you expect right like yeah. we have guys yeah. that are banged up we have rotation and it seems like that they're arriving at their destination
1: yep yep uh let's see
0: i still have on speed dial, though
1: <laughs> oh good of course you do uh let's see Brett building which south carolina will we see on saturday the one that smokes tennessee and knoxville last season or the one who got worked by UNC. I'm thinking it I might have... be somewhere in in the middle, but leading more. I don't, I mean, that Tennessee game, like that was late in the season. Uh, this is a different team. I'll say that I, I'll
0: reserve, <laughs> I'll reserve my opinion for, you know, which, which defensive team decides they want to throw out there. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, So I have a feeling we're going to stay as – I have a feeling that we're going to stay as vanilla as possible on both offense and defense. Again, I'm all in on Graham's theory of the Kirby long con, mm-hmm. um, the manufactured adversity, all the things. Um, I, I do believe that this team is playing close to the vest because part of the reason I feel like that they're playing close to the vest is because, number one, they can with the schedule that they have thus far – number 2 their schedule dictates it so if you don't have to play your ace card or your draw four if you're playing uno or whatever it is like you save that till the very end when your comp- competition closest to you is about to win the game and then you start throwing things out there does that make sense i yeah. mean we saw yeah. that with we saw that last year we started throwing things against michigan we started th- throwing things against we're throwing the kitchen sink at ohio state right yeah um yeah. and i feel like even on tcu we had them on skates so like uh i have a feeling that that i'm, I'm all in on the long con so it just depends on how much they want to flex that's yep. kind of what i'm thinking
1: yeah i agree that makes sense i think that kind of plays into the next question so i don't know if you had anything to add to that but from scarlet dog um what differences, if any, in the game prep for South Carolina versus the first two games and more more precisely what the game prep should look like for the SEC opener. I mean, you know, I I think, again, just it's the line of competition, the level of competition stepping up. And I think, you know, I'm sure Kirby would say they're preparing for the opponent, period, all these kinds of things. But Mm -hmm. the thing I always like to remember is we're dealing with, 18 to 22-year-olds outside of Brett, Stor- Brett Thorson. Uh, and it's, it's so much of this comes down to their state of mind, their mindset and motivation. It's a lot easier to motivate these guys um, to get ready for an SEC opponent as opposed to, no offense, but the guys who played the last two week. So I think some of it is mindset and mentality. And as we saw in 2019, that's important. You got to take these guys seriously. So I think it's more of a, mi- a, a mindset thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say that um this team begins and ends with Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Um I I mean, I'm looking at the stats here like their leading rusher has 65 yards.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. And he's averaging 2.8 yards per carry. So here's what that tells me. They don't really have a running game that they've been able to showcase. Yep. <laughs> that does not bode well when their team's strength is leading into the buzzsaw saw that is this team's strength. Yeah. Um we're probably going to make Spencer Rattler beat us. Um I would imagine um mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah. I I I don't know. I don't really know how, know how else to to, to characterize it, but as far as the preparation goes, um I mean, you do, hey, this is
1: the first game, right? That you have a guide, a game plan that you think you want to game plan around, right? right. Like we're going to game plan around. We know what Spencer Rattler can do. And we're going to be looking at that. So that's probably, that's probably actually the difference there.
0: Right. So I guess the question is, do you think that we're going to come out and try to pressure um, with, you know,
1: I think we uh, will. I don't, I don't know that we're going to do anything like exotic. seven Guys in the box.
0: Like, right. Guys yeah. In I the box, like...
1: Yeah. I don't know that we're going to do anything in, in, like, again, I don't know that we're going to have like, yeah, like a. Uh, Exotic blitzing or anything going like that, but I feel like there will be a more, uh, there will be more of an emphasis on getting to the quarterback this week. I'll put it that way.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a coming out party for some of those guys that have been waiting. Um, they've been waiting. Although we could get into a situation where we have guys that are told to go after the quarterback and they over pursue. And if we're not good at setting the edge, that could open us up, um, for him to break outside. Yeah. I don't know. Is he. He's not much of a runner, threat, is he?
1: Um, he has.
0: He has 16 carries for negative 14 yards, which I guess that that comes with the territory of. Yeah, his his long nine sacks. Yeah, (laughs) his
1: long is a a 15 yard rush, but yeah, the the, most of those carries are sacks. So right. All right, let's see. Uh, all school uh, is next up. Uh, this this is just like a college football question about the season. Do you think maybe? This is one of those years where there are a bunch of solid teams, maybe no elite teams. Uh, is Texas that good, or are we assuming they are because they beat Alabama, who might be somewhat overrated? We have we have some things to work out in time to do it. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about this, kind of saying like, "Is this like that?" Uh, well, it was like two thousand seven. There was like the crazy uh super chaos year of college football where like every week the number 2 team lost for like you know like one and two were dropping like flies all year long um and so there's a huge shuffling at the top i've heard it get compared there um i don't know i, I think it's uh the season is very young and i i need to see a little bit more around from around the country to to see there i but i do think like the transfer portal has changed the game a lot and you're seeing teams like Colorado with all these transfers, Tech, Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. like they're all transfers, Florida State has a bunch of transfers including by the way like Jaheem Bell who was probably South Carolina's best player other than Spencer Rattler. He's he's gone, he's at Florida State. Um so that's changed the game a lot and I think that that is part of this. Um you've got these guys that are older but in their first year with the school. Um, so I don't know. I'm gonna take a little bit and see how it plays out. could be um, but to the point like I mean this team has a lot of potential. it could be very good. The defense continues to do what it has has been doing for years, and you know let's just let's see where Carson Beck can get to in this offense.
0: yeah, I would say that uh right now it's it's hard to gauge again. we just are two games into the season. I think that it's. Uh, I think that it's too early to really tell let's let some of these teams get through their grind. Like I've talked about Colorado, getting to Oregon, getting to USC. Um, I mean, I actually think looking at some of the defensive stats that I was just happened to notice that Colorado state was actually got like a pretty decent defense. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I don't know. There's there's things like that that have yet to play out for some of these teams Um, to answer the question. Is Texas that good? I don't know, man. Uh, um, I think that both of those teams are pretty darn good. Uh, um, I will say that it took a meltdown of epic proportions for Alabama to lose that game. Like, mm-hmm. Milroe um, had to basically play probably his worst game ever. Um, it took them having to turn the ball over. They couldn't move the ball. Um, and they were still in it late. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like that speaks to how off Bama we kind of expected would be, mm-hmm. um, because their quarterback situation, and then like Texas, like I mean they had every advantage in that game and still kind of barely won, really. Um, if you look at the the little graphs that um, I can't remember which I can't remember which Twitter profile produces it, but like did my team was my team really that bad? Were we really that good? And you see the disparity between the two and like Alabama and Texas were like right on top of each other on that that little Mm. scale. And it was like, basically it was all, all but a toss up. I don't even know what the ESPN win probability was in that game, but yeah, I I think that it's largely less like wait and see um, because a lot of these solid teams have been playing subpar competition.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Makes sense uh let's see john oh wait no i'm trying to skip ahead 51 to see it 51 to 7 gata what's your favorite georgia win over south carolina john this is one of your top foes that you hate do you have a do you have a single game that's your favorite (laughs) no
0: just all all of them um (laughs) i think the pollock obviously the pollock win probably stands out the most if i had to like if you were to force me to yeah to pick one yeah um (laughs) but yeah this game typically is around my birthday um we lost to South Carolina when Carly was born, um, which was not a good day. Um, so yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to beat South Carolina. And historically, again, history is kind of out the window at this point with Kirby Smart in charge. But historically, this team, this the winner of this game was in the driver's seat for the SEC East. So um, kind of was a, a directional um, barometer for how the season was going to go.
1: Yeah. I think it's 2002 for me as well. Um, you know, I I went to that game with my dad. Uh, we had a good time, uh, and, uh, seeing the Pollock play in person, uh, was pretty amazing. I guess, uh, a close, some other of like honorable mention since we both said the same one would be, uh, making Spurrier quit. Um, so, Oh yeah. uh... That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a good one. Um, of what the 2015 uh Grayson Lambert game. So that's a good one. Twenty thirteen. Uh the pass from Aaron Murray to the fastest man with three first names, Justin Scott Wesley. Uh that one always sticks out to me as well. So those are some honorable mentions for me. Nice. All right. Where I started to go. I got ahead of myself. John Michael D. Who gets the first of many and who leads the team in sacks in the day? Uh who you got, John? Who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna get the first sack? The First sack, yeah, in this game.
0: Um, I, I don't know. I guess, uh, I'd like to say Jalen Walker, but
1: okay, you can go Jalen I mean, Walker. I mean, really on my, is, he's on my my he's high on my list.
0: It really is kind of a toss up, really.
1: Yeah, I'll, i mean, he could be Tanky Smith, <laughs> could be, yeah, it could be on a blitz. Uh, I'm gonna go Michael Williams. Um,
0: Michael Williams is a good yeah. one, yeah,
1: and then uh, over under number of gifable Kirby moments, like yelling across the field. Over under one and a half. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, I hope it's I hope it's the under.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Except, I mean, things are going well. He's not angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it. okay, uh, I've I've grouped the next uh, few questions. So we had multiple people ask about Shane Beamer. So Hobnail mm-hmm. Boot, uh, Crew Jones was Crew Jones. I mean, send me an angel. Is this is this the guy? You know, is is this kid going to win the Hell Track? I don't know. We're gonna have to find out, and we're gonna see who gets that reference. Uh, about gonna, to
0: say, I definitely do not get dude, that. Dude, Rad reference.
1: Crew Jones was the main character of Rad. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <it. laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so I'm gonna read Bubby's version. So Bubby Dean said, "Last year's 41 point margin of victory is the largest in the 75 uh, game history between these teams." Kirby seems to have a special disdain for Beamer. Any backstory there? Uh I was gonna say we actually got some backstory stuff in the replies. That I hadn't. Right. I don't remember these ones specifically. I don't know. Did you remember these? Um, I don't.
0: I didn't.
1: Okay. I mean, you know, they're on What's Twitter. The synopsis. So I'll read them out. Yeah. So Jen Jen Dog said that uh, one of them. Um, she heard that she read somewhere that Kirby had made a comment about Beamer running his mouth too much, but that no other details were given. I don't recall reading that. But um, and then the other one was uh, <laughs> I had not heard this one that. Beamer last year was trying to make sure that there was no air conditioning in the visitor locker room or that it wasn't working well and that Muschamp got tipped off about it as the former South Carolina coach and uh, Kirby had portable air conditioning delivered to Columbia prior to the game last year. So mm. I hadn't heard either of those stories. So I I don't uh, claim to be an insider, but uh, you don't see Kirby reacting like that all the time. Um, other than like he hates Florida, he hates Tennessee, right? but I don't know that he has such hatred for South Carolina from his playing days. So it does seem like something's going on there.
0: He does have hatred for Shane Beamer. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that he looks at Shane. Like, I guess, I guess I put myself in his shoes. So, you know, he's the, he's the, you know, son of a former coach, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Shane's the son of a former coach. Yeah. And he got a head coaching job without being a coordinator. Right. Right. So Shane, in many respects, escalated his career uh on his daddy's name kind of thing mm. and I feel like that Kirby smart kind of takes that personally because he was the son of a coach and kind of earned his dues all throughout yeah um I don't know I I have to go back and look like how old a Shane beamer versus how old Kirby smart was at the same time in his career his coaching career kind of thing yeah but I feel like that Kirby was just like slogging, you know like I said earning his stripes. Mm-hmm. Um and Shane just kind of arrived, you know what I mean? And I feel like that those kind of guys get under Kirby Smart's skin. Um, yeah. he likes the guys that kind of grind out, you know, like like we've talked about, you know, the the Mackay Muse of the people. He puts these kids through hell, and the ones that the cream rises to the top. And I feel like that he probably thought that Shane wasn't one of those guys on his coaching staff, which is probably why he didn't fight too hard to keep him around.
1: That was, that was my, that was my initial thing of like, uh, you look at the guys who have left and th- there are guys who left this staff for an upgrade, like a a promotion. And when Beamer left, it didn't so much feel like that when he went over to Oklahoma, it seemed, it felt pretty lateral. And when things like that have happened, it seems to have felt like, uh, at best a mutual agreement to part yeah. with So I always kind of felt like that there, you know, he was on Kirby's original staff and wasn't here very long. So probably there was something there. I was starting to not think that when Seth Emerson's book came out, um, Shane Beamer actually was someone who Seth interviewed extensively, which I don't know. Maybe Kirby doesn't like that either. Like one of the main people that was interviewed in that Seth Emerson book about Kirby Smart was Shane Beamer. Maybe he didn't like that, but like, you know, so like when, when I was thinking back to that, I was like, oh, well, you know, they seem to get along, but then last year when Kirby did the, uh, not FTMF, but FDMF, when we got a turnover on downs last year and did that first down signal. uh, Yeah. There's something going on.
0: So. Yeah. There's definitely something going on there. Um, I don't know. I I look at, uh, is Shane Beamer the next Dan Mullen? Like right. as far as goofball material.
1: I'm going to say like just in general too, like all the goofy stuff that he does with the videos and the sunglasses and all that is very not uh that's very not Kirby. So,
0: yeah, his style is just not Kirby Smart. Kirby yeah. Smart is I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, I feel like if I were to characterize it, like, I don't know, Kirby Smart is like the masters and Shane Beamer is like your local country club.
1: <laughs> OK, OK, yeah. I mean, look, it's like Kirby keeps the main thing the main thing. Right. And Shane Beamer keeps like random things the main thing. Like, you know, like he's more, I'm going to make this video and it's going to be goofy and it's going to go viral. Like, I can't see uh-huh. Kirby doing that kind of stuff, you know? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Kirby Smart is for sure 100,000% not responding to tweets from Big Game Boomer. <laughs> Correct. And Shane Beamer is. Correct. Correct. Like, what are you doing, dude? This—I mean, this is—we haven't talked about this, but it's kind of like Mel Tucker. Like, what are you doing, dude?
1: I am not touching that with a ten-foot pole. But I—I I, I can't believe I'm—I uh, was shocked by that. So, okay. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm waiting for the details to emerge, but it does not look good.
1: Yeah, it doesn't look good. Does not look good. Much um, like
0: Shane Beamer tweeting a big game boomer. <laughs>
1: like what are you doing i don't even tweet at big game boomer come on shane i have i have full transparency
0: i have big game boomer blocked and i am better for it <laughs> like mute, muted blocked, like everything i just like erase big game boomer he, from my timeline
1: a uh it's like tell me that you're from georgia and couldn't get into georgia without telling me uh it's the way he behaves on twitter okay <laughs> let's move on uh let's see fletcher fletcher proctor is it wrong that i enjoy kirby's pettiness when it comes to shane beamer no, Fletcher. It is not wrong. Also, while I do completely support Beck as QB1, it's really fun watching Gunner out there. Uh BVG is cool, but Gunner makes me think of the Chuck Norris memes. I hope he gets a fair shot next year with DR, that being Dylan Riola. I will say uh I I feel like uh week one, I I could see some like, oh hey, look at these backups. Um I feel like Beck really solidified it this past week for me personally. So I agree. I mean, you know, I'm like, I I like Vandegrift. I like Stockton they're both Georgia guys and I hope they, you know, wish them the best and hope them a lot of success. But for right now, yeah. I mean, it's Beck.
0: Yeah. Beck is Beck is QB one. I think that anybody that like thinks that there might be an inkling otherwise is not been paying attention. Um, That said, as far as QB two, where, where do you sit there?
1: I was actually uh, on team Vandegrift. After the opener, um, so I, which kind of surprised me. I thought I was going to be Gunner. Um, I felt like uh, Gunner was a little erratic. Isn't the right word? It felt more chaotic. It felt more frenetic when he was in to me. Mm. Um, but they both moved the ball well. So, which is all that really matters. Um, but I felt like I knew more what I was getting when uh, when Vandergriff took this. Now,
0: and you felt that way after the last game too.
1: Well, this last game, I mean, they both hardly played, and neither of them did much. You know, I mean, they both got what like a series, and then Vandergrift took an e. <laughs> right. So I didn't, I didn't see much this week. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, hes- I'm tentatively, I, I guess that I get, I kind of look at Vandergrift in a similar vein to where I've probably looked at Carson Beck previously.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I just, he's, he just doesn't. Feel like he's going to get it, yeah. But, but here we are, you know. Fast forward a year later, and it's like, like, you know, Carson Beck clearly has established that and has had that separation. Yeah, y- you kind of hope that one of these guys is going to have some separation at some point too. Yeah, um, maybe that will be um, Brock Vandergriff, but um, I don't know. I, I, my, my instincts are that Governor Stockton, and I. It's totally not fair to to Brock, but I just. I don't know that Prince Avenue Christian situation just doesn't sit right. well with me.
1: <laughs> I will say, uh, on I the last like gunner
0: is better battle tested in Georgia high school football. Right,
1: right. No, I hear you. Um, on the last piece, I will say I fully expect, uh, it to be, uh, these guys to get a, a fair shot against, uh, Dylan Rella next week, next year. Uh, we have seen, uh, Kirby Smart do that in the past. He's not looking at your star rankings. He's looking at who he thinks gives the team the best chance to win. I don't see that would, why that would change now. Yeah. All right. UGA Hoops Mafia with USC junior, not being on the schedule next season. How important is it to y'all that Georgia brings hangs no less than 50 on Saturday? Uh, got to give him something to remember us by also moving forward. Do you think this series will be preserved or will USC junior become a rotating opponent? Um, I can kick us off on that second piece, John. I will say it fully depends on what the schedule format is. So if we end up in the, in that um, three permanent, like in the nine game, the three, six rotating model, I do expect South Carolina would be one of our three permanent opponents. Um, And, but if we, if we don't end up with that model, then we won't. So it, 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 to me, it, it wholly depends on the model. But I don't know, man. We may end up just doing what they're doing for next year, every year, where they just make the schedule up as they go every year. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm just going to make that up as we go along. I mean, that's what they did. Uh, that's what they yeah, did for next year. That's what so.
0: we've That's what we. That's what we we've been doing for ever since we got back-to-back uh, away games uh, at Auburn, right? Yeah, seriously. Don't give me a story, uh, John. <laughs> uh, I do believe that we hang 50 on, on South Carolina for what it's worth. That Ooh, next
1: Spoiler season. alert. I, we do, I do
0: think I do think that we're Kirby. As far as statements go, I feel like he's going to make a statement about this game.
1: Okay. Um. Aaron King wants to know what will Shane Beamer be complaining about after this game? Hmm. Probably that I don't know. Sanford Stadium was too loud. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I I, I don't know that they have a hundred five star recruits again. I don't know.
1: Okay. So since he's already like uh complaining about big game Boomer on Twitter. Maybe he'll complain about three-year Letterman. Maybe we could there have you that know. happen. I'll, I'll go get that. Go. Uh, let's see. Micah wants to know, uh, biggest concern with the team going into South Carolina. Uh, also, what's your bourbon of the game? I mean, my bourbon of the game is chicken cock. My understanding is it will be present uh, in Athens. I believe Bobby's bringing that. So I'm going <laughs> to stick to that.
0: I like it. I like it. Um, I am probably going to go... I don't know. I haven't decided if I'm going to go with the chicken cock. I have, truth be told, I'm not a huge fan of the chicken cock. Mm. Um, I'll probably stick to early times, ancient mm. age, or old granddad
1: bonded. Mm. Um, Solid choices.
0: Solid yeah, choices. Yeah, yeah. I try to, I've, been, I've been trying to stay with with the bottle of the bond situation. Um, at least a 100 proof. Um, but okay. truth be told, um, beer has been my my prelude <laughs> to the bourbons later. Gotcha. I trying not to get hit, hit the bourbons hot and heavy when I'm watching at home. <laughs> nice.
1: Uh, let's see the next one. I think we've already talked about it. Uh, William Bowie wanted to know about wide receiver and perimeter blocking. We talked about that back when we were talking about what to look for when the offense hit the ball. Um, let's see. J.R. Real. <laughs> Do we know if Saban is smiling this week or not? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Let's see. Uh friend of the show, Tim Riley. Will Sanford Stadium seats be all filled in before kickoff? That's all. Was that a Marlar reference? I think that was a Marlar reference. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, so it's
1: 80%. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. Again. So it was full for UT Martin. I can't comment last week. Uh sounds like it was uh pretty full last week. Uh I expect it to be even up yet another notch for the SEC opener. You know, 330 kickoff perfect time of day to start a game yes it will be i
0: i disagree that it's perfect time but um i do believe that they will be i do believe that we'll have a, a capacity stadium pretty early on
1: i love i love the 3 30 kickoff that's, that's my
0: see it. no i'm like my a, favorite time. i'm like a if i could get it at like six o'clock
1: six is good the seven 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 thirty is a little late for me six, six is o'clock a good one. six is a good one. okay yeah. okay uh Let's see. Dwight wanted to know number of sacks by the dog's defense. And then we'll, we'll South Carolina score over 14. We'll, we'll, we'll hit that in our predictions. Um, Do you have a sack number? How, how many sacks are we looking for? Is that an over under? That is not an over under, not an over under. I'm going to go with six, six. Ooh, I like, it. Oh yeah. He, he was sacked nine
0: times against
1: North Carolina. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't know that we'll get to him, but yeah.
1: Okay. Uh I'm going to push on the six number. Uh, <laughs> And then Hug Dog uh, says, "In a perfect world, the dogs put the pieces together offensively and blow the brakes off South Carolina. If given an opportunity to run up the score, will Kirby do so? My answer is a hell yeah.
0: I believe that he probably will try to put a fifty burger on Mister Beamer.
1: I think, as as discussed uh, previous, as as uh, our earlier discussion alluded to, there seems to be something going on there, and he did it last year." Uh, that, uh, the Beck to Delp touchdown pass last year really felt like, uh, rubbing it in the, considering Delp, his, uh, recruitment kind of came down to Georgia and South Carolina. Uh, right. that felt like very pur- purposeful. Uh, so yeah, I agree. I agree. He's going
0: to open it up with a flea flicker to Delp. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Uh, love it. All right.
0: Um... I also think that you know there's been who who there, there was a recruit that we lost recently, our quote unquote lost, um, a big recruit that South Carolina picked up, and I have a feeling that he's just going to want to embarrass them.
1: Yep, agreed. All right, JP, are you ready? I'm ready. It is time for Coach Tro Bills over unders. All right, John, a little inside baseball that I hadn't told you yet. Oh. Last week when I I was done, because you know, we're on YouTube now. So if you're listening on the podcast, reminder, you can go uh actually see us on YouTube. Usually, usually. I think the last one didn't didn't make it, but um, so you know, I had to change up the whole edit, the way I put it together. is a little different now. And I realized like at the last second, I was about to upload it. And I had forgot to attach the soundboard audio. So there is video of you and I like with no music, like dancing to the SEC music. <laughs> it wasn't playing. So I don't uh, know. I, I feel like I need to send you the clip of it like that without the sound because it was hilarious. When I caught it. it, I was like, oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> is it as good or better than when um Vern and um Gary were 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 doing the <laughs> right superman
1: or, or what yeah was the, it? yeah the uh soldier boy soldier boy yeah yeah uh, I, I mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it was that good <laughs> uh but it was hilarious <laughs> because there was no music playing and uh thankfully i fixed it all right uh okay so as we discussed as as you made me discuss because i tried to forget uh you came roaring back last week so while we are tied for the season uh, you handily won last week, so I believe it's your turn, <laughs> so you can decide who gets to go or who's gonna go first.
0: It is my turn. uh all right uh I will I'll go first. Uh, i'm gonna get I'm gonna hit the offense okay. We're under uh
1: five and a half touchdowns for the Georgia offense.
0: I'm gonna go over.
1: You're gonna go over. okay. I went back to my old method a- after last week, you know, with your storm back, I went back to my old method where I wrote things down ahead of time. All right. Mm, so mm. I agree. And I'm I'm not gonna falter, John. I'm not gonna falter. I agree. Over. Okay. My turn. Okay. Uh touchdowns by tight ends for the Georgia offense. Over under one and a half. And I'm gonna go over.
0: I'm also gonna go over.
1: Nice. Mm, Sticking to your guns. All right, back to you. Offense. Total passing yards at two seventy-five.
0: I'm gonna go over.
1: God, now we're just agreeing on everything, but I'm not backing down, John. Over. Okay, my <laughs> turn. Uh over under Two and a half turnovers forced. I'm going to go under.
2: Ooh,
0: I'm going to go under.
1: Okay. Uh, over to you, South Carolina rushing yards. Over, under, 75. Under. Under. <laughs> Are we, have we have we, disagreed, have we disagreed somewhere? Okay, uh, my turn. South Carolina passing yards. Over, under, 225. And I'm going to go over.
0: I'm going to also go over.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, your turn. Special teams. Uh muse punt returns over under 50 yards
0: i'm gonna go over
1: over my turn right it's my turn now Uh, Uh, okay first half fire bobo comments on twitter uh over under 250 (laughs) i remember it's gonna be under but (laughs) i was gonna okay okay so stick to my guns i'm saying under (laughs) (laughs) Are, are are you going under as well yeah yeah okay Okay. Yeah, this it's the safe play to match on the miscellaneous, John. <laughs> or is it? I don't know. Cause I can't wait until we I can't by wait. Math, dis- I can't wait-
0: math, there's no separation in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I was told there would be no math. But oh. The over unders have been decided.
1: <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. Well, as always, thank you to Coach Chillbill uh for sending those in and for uh keeping tally keeping I, tally on them as well. So
0: I have to I have to call out the uh, the notes here, which you haven't uh, you know, the listeners can't read, but coaches referring to this as
1: coaches over under South CAC. <laughs> True. I did botch that. My bad. <laughs> My bad. All right. Let's see. Let's get into predictions, Sean. Uh so this time, shout out to Dog Quant. Thank you, Ross Rutledge. Uh the CBC uh R2 Sam was released uh hmm. a- ahead of recording. Uh so CBC R2 Sam has Georgia winning this game 40.9. To 12.5 uh that is their prediction uh over what at was odd- the prediction last week last week I, I would have had to gone back because like it wasn't out at the time of recording yeah, and I yeah. did not go back and check after so apologies I don't know if Got I it. can go if you can go back I didn't look um Ross let us know um let's see the line looking at odd shark is Georgia is favored by 27 and a half uh the over under is 54 and a half. That would go for an implied score of Georgia, 41 to South Carolina, 13 and a half. Um, the odd shark predicted score is Georgia, 48 to 19.4, which would be a win, a cover, and the over. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got mine. I don't know. You want me to go first or do you want to go? Uh,
0: I'll, I'll, I can't remember how we do this, but you won last week, so I'll let you have honors. Okay. I,
1: I actually, I, I hit the I hit the Georgia offense offensive number like two weeks in a row, didn't it? Sure. I know I got it last week. Okay. Um, John, let me give you a fun fact Mm. in South Carolina's season over season opener against North Carolina. There was a play where South Carolina's defense allowed a rushing touchdown to North Carolina in this play. It was a goal line situation. South Carolina had 13 men on the field on defense. The refs (laughs) didn't, the referees did not notice this. And with two extra men on the field, They were unable to keep North Carolina out of the end zone. Dogs (laughs) roll 41 to 14. Ooh, I like it. Um, I'm going to go 50 to 16. Stick into your guns with the 50 burger.
0: I like it. I I, I want a 50 burger at
1: home. I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, um, I did take a, I did peruse uh, the schedule and I, I caught a couple other games of interest. Um, I didn't see any top 25 matchups that I noticed when perusing the schedule, um, not even
0: perused,
1: I've I know perused. Isn't,
0: uh, I mean, the, the whole, the, the Dion experience is, is heading to Colorado state, right?
1: It is, but Colorado state is not ranked. So I'm just saying like, no, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no matchups where both teams are in the top 25. So yeah, that's, uh, Colorado at, at Colorado state, um, or no, it's at Colorado, right? We keep I talking
0: about how we're we're getting later into the season where the games mean more. And yeah, here we are. No games with between top 25. People.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It and that one it, it is Colorado, Colorado State at Colorado. I think game day is there too. I don't know. I haven't I haven't watched Game Day yet this season. But anyways. Um, so you got that one. Um, I would I mean I'm assuming Colorado is probably gonna roll there. I don't really know anything about Colorado State this year, but I expect I don't expect that uh, DM train to be derailed just yet.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're gonna end up winning that game. Uh, like I said, I don't think they're gonna. It doesn't look like they're gonna get challenged on paper until they had to. Until is it is it is it at Oregon? Good Grief. I didn't even. I don't even know. But yeah, until they play Oregon, really. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and the other ones I saw. Uh, this one was uh, mainly a shout out to Hunter. You got Georgia oh, Tech,
0: Florida, Florida, and Tennessee. You're playing right.
1: It's in John. Are you not looking at the thing? This yes. is in the nuts. Yes. Yeah, you got Tennessee at Florida, but how about that, right? Not a top twenty-five matchup on that <laughs> note. So I don't know. It's so weird. Um, I mean, I guess. So what? It's it is. Uh, Tennessee is at Florida. I don't. I, I think I don't think um, Tennessee has won at Florida in quite some time, though. So I think it would be big for them to to win there. But uh, they should. They should roll. I would assume I don't know if you're you know since Florida like sends multiple guys with the same jersey number out in the field at the same time.
0: I'm interested to see where this this game nets out because both those teams are statistically doing pretty decently from a offense defense situation. So statistically is you know <laughs> doing a lot of heavy lifting there for those two teams, but right. Um particularly for Florida but um or excuse me Florida
1: Yes, we'll. So right now, there's currently one Ellen. Will there be two after this weekend, John?
0: There's permanent like six.
1: OK, fair enough. Uh, and the only... They only got
0: recruits. They got recruits. They got guys hitting the portal. It's like, dude, like, the season's not even over. Like, what what's going on?
1: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: It is weird. Something in the water out there. Um Washington's playing Michigan State. Uh Washington, I hear, is is doing really well. Um obviously, you know, we got the Mel Tucker situation out there. That'll be interesting to see what happens there if they can yeah w- what they're able to produce without him on the sidelines. Kind Again, of John,
1: Washington, team to watch, who is not coached by Chris Peterson. Uh Washington Huskies.
0: <laughs> He's not yeah, exactly. Not not coached by Chris Peterson. Well, um, I don't
1: even know who their coach is. I just like to point that out that he uh, he's not there. And now I'm going <laughs> to, while well, while you talk, I'm going to Google. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am I'm just looking up and down the schedule here to see, like, is there literally any good games? Well, there's this...
1: so the one I was trying to get to was Georgia tech at Ole miss.
0: Uh, ah.
1: I'm not saying that that's a great game, but you got Georgia tech going out to play, you know, the Fighting hunters. So <laughs> the fighting Hunters. that's great. Kaylin DeBoer is the head coach of the Washington Huskies. Never heard of her. Yeah, I don't, I don't know him either. Uh, not familiar, but yeah. So uh, you know, I, I'd love to see uh, Lane, the Lane train, and Ole Miss uh, run it up on Tech. I do know Don Blaylock got his first touchdown as a Yellow Jacket, which is I almost threw up saying that, but uh, last week uh, Don Blaylock got a, got a touchdown. So for what that's worth,
0: but I got Ole Miss. Um, I would also take Ole Miss in that game. Um, How about how about like could be potentially interesting for matchup? Arkansas, or BYU at Arkansas, culture clash, culture clash, <laughs> and it's at seven thirty at night.
1: Mm, and it's BYU at Arkansas.
0: BYU at Arkansas. Yes. Oh, they're gonna
1: be so confused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nice, nice.
0: <laughs> there's gonna be one side of the stadium that's sober and another side of the stadium that's not.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what time what time is that one at? 7 30 on, okay. on on the deuce. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so I'll I'll be able to watch that one. Uh or at least catch the end of it after. Man, the Colorado State at Colorado game is a 10 PM Eastern kickoff.
0: Ooh, I definitely won't be seeing I definitely won't be seeing that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I won't be seeing the end of that one either i don't know we'll have to i may have to get some uh multi-viewing up with the the georgia tech old Misses at 7.30 oh wait right that's That's crazy
0: that's like that's like reserved for games that are against like hawaii and you know usc type stuff like yeah yeah
1: or the other games the other games in that time slot are fresno state arizona state like that makes sense Kansas at like, Kansas at Nevada and UTEP at Arizona. Like those I are the ten f- o'clock games. I
0: feel like if 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 Coach Prime wasn't at Colorado and they weren't doing what they were doing, that would for sure be like a three thirty. It would be like a daytime kickoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For they sure. cons- the the conspiracy theory on me is that they want everybody's eyeballs on that game because mm-hmm. by that time,
1: <laughs> any
0: eyeballs that are awake will
1: be. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my eyeballs probably won't be awake though. So Mm -hmm. at least not by the end of the game. I'll maybe make it to halftime at best. Right. All right. Uh I I I think we already talked about plans. So yeah, I'll be I'll be in Athens, um, heading down, going to the game with the fam, uh, with my extended family. Uh rest of the fam's hanging back here. Uh actually I know Lily, so we you guys had homecoming last weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh we haven't had homecoming yet because we started a little bit later um but i know lily wants to go homecoming dress shopping this weekend so kim's gonna so first one for lily uh so I know that's gonna be going on going on here well on the way
0: um good times yeah what are you are you gonna be bringing uh guthrie's oh
1: man i need to do some research to see uh if that's open yet because i don't even know i don't know if the no, guthrie I
0: mean, you're bringing some fried chicken to the game is that is that the move like what's what's the what's the tailgate Menu yeah
1: yeah um mm, well i believe uh i think greg's handling the menu
0: <laughs> oh oh you are gonna go for the game okay
1: yeah, yeah 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 so i'm going to the game i'm going to the game well, i mean
0: like you are gonna go for the tailgate fair
1: yeah i'm well i think so i gotta double check because last time
0: last time you went to the you quote unquote went to the tailgate <laughs> i stopped by <laughs> <laughs> Last,
1: time? <laughs> Last time, yes, yes, no. That's if that's fair. So I this one though, I'm gonna head down on Friday, so I'll be there, so I can get up and and hold it over. Um, I don't know that I'll be like super early, like when you and I, you know, got up and really early and went over to see Logan. I don't know that I'll get over quite that early. Um, but uh, what I hear you saying
0: is that you need me to come into town to kick you into gear to get out there early. Tough, but fair,
1: because you can't because <laughs> you can't drink all day if you don't start. When you wake up. This is a true statement. This is a true statement. <laughs> so are you up in the air? You said you were, you're, you're checking the I, market. If I can find some, if I can find some, some t- more decent tickets,
0: like the, I mean, like my, my typical bill water is about 50 bucks for these games, but um, regardless of who we're playing, that's just kind of been like a hard and fast rule that I've had ever since I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, $200, $150 for South Carolina is, is a stretch.
1: You really hate these guys, though, John.
0: I do, but I don't. uh, (laughs) I I can spend. I can buy a lot of early times with them.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, SEC opener. Looking forward to it. Maybe I'll see you there. Maybe I won't. If I do, it'll be a good time. If I don't, I know we'll be texting all throughout. I know you're hopeful. You're hopeful. (laughs) I like it. I like it. You're hopeful. if I Don't see it, though, I know. I know we'll be texting all throughout, absolutely. All right, man. Another fun one uh, SEC opener. This is one we've been waiting for to get into the, the higher level of competition. Uh, I don't know, man. Let's let, let's get after it and uh, ready to see the dogs in Sanford again.
0: Heck yeah, man. Let's uh, let's kick off SEC, the SEC schedule, right? Um, like I said, enjoy the CBS kickoffs. If for those of you viewing at home, I'm kind of like if I were to go to the game, I feel like I would miss out on that, that aspect of it because unlike most people, I I enjoy the SCBS you know broadcast with, oh, yeah. with Gary and, and Vern. So um <laughs> not Vern, but but Brad.
1: It's okay.
0: Oh sorry, Brad. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. You did you know enjoy it. Vern, you know it, as you know I did.
1: It. I know. Yeah. I I, uh, just, I just don't want people yelling at their podcast player right at the end.
0: They probably will. <laughs> I'm not even into the barrel proof yet <laughs> uh anyway uh if you don't go enjoy enjoy the broadcast because like you said there's football football's changing
2: before our eyes and that's yeah. one of the traditions that we may miss out on yep for sure go dogs go dogs.